equal law protecting equal rights, the best guarantee of loyalty and love of country. The fight for freedom had begun. On the 5th of February, 1777, Georgia had drafted their first formal constitution. This document made the legislature the most powerful branch of the government, with the governor being forced to rely on his executive council for many decisions. Additionally, the Constitution represented more of the general population, with only the poorest excluded. These provisions resulted from the domination of the 1777 Convention by radicals as opposed to the more moderate factions found in other states. Over in New York, their Constitution was completed on the 20th of April, 1777. Even though they had begun the framework almost a year earlier, their convention had initially met in White Plains, New York, just north of New York City, when that city was threatened with occupation by an invading British army landing on Staten Island. There were repeated adjournments and changes of location caused by the increasingly desperate war situation, with General George Washington's ragged Continental Army forced out of New York City by crushing defeats in the New York and New Jersey campaigns. Because of the war situation, the New York Constitution was not submitted to the people for ratification. The following month, Continental Congress assembled in Pennsylvania and adopted a new flag. This flag featured 13 stripes for the 13 colonies and 13 white stars on a blue background. The Secretary of the Continental Congress, Charles Thompson, wrote, The colors of the pales are those used in the flag of the United States of America. White signifies purity and innocence, red, hardiness and valor, and blue, the color of the chief, signifies vigilance, perseverance, and justice. Fearing that the approaching British army would seize and melt the Liberty Bell for their own ammunition, 200 troops transported the iconic symbol of freedom by caravan from the Philadelphia State House to the basement of the Zion Reformed Church in Allentown on the 18th of September, 1777. The Liberty Bell remained there until the British finally left in June of 1778. On the 15th of November, 1777, Articles of Confederation were approved by the Second Continental Congress and sent to the states for ratification. This document, considered the first constitution, created a national government composed of a Congress, which had the power to declare war, appoint military officers, sign treaties, make alliances, appoint foreign ambassadors, and manage relations with Indians. In March 1778, South Carolina's temporary constitution was replaced by a document which was supposed to be permanent. Written in 1777, the legislature adopted it following discussion with South Carolinians. The new document formally recognized South Carolina's independence from the British. The legislature, whose chambers were renamed the Senate and House of Representatives, retained the power to elect the executive, now called the governor along with the lieutenant governor and privy council. The executive's power was substantially diminished. On the 30th of May of the same year, little-known patriot Thomas Howell was one of several patriots who stood up in Granville County, North Carolina, and took an oath of allegiance against the British king for the freedom of the American colonists. If the revolution failed, they could all have been charged with treason and put to death. The following year, Governor Sir James Wright 
returned to Georgia on the 14th of July, 1779, and announced the restoration of Georgia to the crown with the privilege of exemption from taxation. Thus, Georgia became the first and ultimately the only one of the 13 states in rebellion to be restored to royal allegiance. Not too long after, in September, a French fleet of 25 ships appeared unexpectedly off the Georgia coast. The French fleet intended to help George Washington by stopping off on their way back to France to recapture Savannah. They landed on the Vernon River and proceeded to surround the city. Major General Benjamin Lincoln of the Continental Army hurried over from South Carolina with his army to join in the siege. On the 15th of June, 1780, voters approved the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. John Adams was the document's principal author. This document was also the first constitution anywhere to be created by a convention called for that purpose rather than by a legislative body. The Massachusetts Constitution was organized into a structure of chapters, sections, and articles. The Massachusetts Constitution had four parts, a preamble, a declaration of rights, a description of the framework of government, and articles of amendment. In the meantime, down in North Carolina, the tide turned in the Patriots' favor in the victory at Kings Mountain on the 7th of October, 1780. In Pennsylvania, Henry Heinzman, another little-known Patriot, had enlisted a second time. He was one of about 1,500 soldiers from the Pennsylvania Line under General Anthony Wayne's command during the mutiny of the Pennsylvania Line. In previous years, both Washington and Wayne had cited corruption and lack of concern on the part of state governments and the Continental Congress in fostering poor conditions for the troops. The mutiny began on the 1st of January, 1781 and ended with a negotiated settlement on the 8th of January, 1781. The mutiny was the most successful and important insurrection of the Continental Army soldiers during the American Revolutionary War. This mutiny also inspired a similar insurrection by the New Jersey line known as the Pompton Mutiny, but that outcome was not as favorable to the soldiers and the officers reestablished order over the army after they executed several New Jersey soldiers for treason. Two months later, the Articles of Confederation came into force after being ratified by all 13 states. A guiding principle of the Articles was to preserve the independence and sovereignty of the states. The weak central government established by the Articles received only those powers which the former colonies had recognized as belonging to the King and Parliament. At about the same time, British forces had captured Charleston and pushed into the Carolinas and Virginia. Lord Cornwallis was an army of 7,000, established a base of operations at the port of Yorktown, Virginia. George Washington, who was encamped outside New York City, sent a force under Marquis de Lafayette to confront Cornwallis. When a large French navy arrived to assist, all moved to entrap Cornwallis's army and the British lost their resolve to continue the war after Cornwallis surrendered. The British evacuated Savannah, Georgia on the 11th of July, 1782, and Lieutenant Colonel James Jackson had the honor of leading victorious troops into the city. 
Over in South Carolina, the British and Loyalists had become completely dependent on supplies by sea because they were surrounded in Charleston. On the 14th of December, 1782, after peace terms were agreed upon, the British evacuated Charleston, a day now officially designated as South Carolina Independence Day. General Green was awarded a Congressional Medal and numerous other official awards from the state of South Carolina for his leadership in liberating the state and for restoring an elected government. On the 26th of November, 1783, Annapolis, Maryland served as the United States Capitol and the Confederation Congress met in the Maryland State House until the 3rd of June, 1784. During this time, the Treaty of Paris, which ended the Revolutionary War, was ratified by Congress on the 14th of January, 1784. As the Confederation Congress struggled to govern the constantly growing American states, representatives realized that limitations placed upon the central government rendered it unsuccessful at doing so. As the government's weaknesses became apparent, the Constitutional Convention met for the first time with a quorum on the 25th of May, 1787 at the Pennsylvania State House, now Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to revise the Articles of Confederation. The original states, except Rhode Island, together selected 70 individuals to attend the Constitutional Convention. A number of these individuals did not accept or could not attend. In all, 55 delegates attended the Constitutional Convention sessions. The very first man at the convention was renowned father of the Constitution, James Madison. The Virginia-born Madison composed the first drafts of the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights, such as freedom of speech and religion, which earned Madison his nickname as Father of the Constitution. He was an advocate for a strong federal government. Although many of the Founding Fathers kept notes during the Constitutional Convention, James Madison's were the most detailed of them all. Historians know most of what took place at the convention because of Madison's careful observation throughout the 100 days of the drafting of the Constitution of the United States. At the end, only 39 of the 55 delegates actually signed the Constitution. Supplies were constantly needed for the American troops. Little-known patriot William Vaughn of Mecklenburg County, Virginia donated 700 hundredweight of beef, which is a little over 78,000 pounds. In Orangeburg District, South Carolina, unknown patriot Andrew Kegler furnished supplies and served as a tax collector. Three little-known patriots all of Johnston County, North Carolina, served in various ways. John Ogburn was appointed by the court as constable. William Hatcher Sr. was serving as a drawer, and David Lee furnished food for the troops. If it were not for the bravery of all little-known patriots, James Madison would have never been able to draft the Constitution to secure Americans' freedom. Every year on the 17th of September, the day that members of the U.S. Constitutional Convention signed the Constitution, an American federal observance is held to commemorate the adoption of the Constitution of the United States and to recognize those who have become United States citizens. The Daughters of the American Revolution come together to celebrate, along with many others all across the United States. People will ring bells at 4 p.m. on September 17th to celebrate the signing of the Constitution because this is the time that the delegates signed this magnificent document. Join the Smith Bryan chapter, raise your bells, and ring them to commemorate freedom. Today is Constitution Day.